Hello, this is Brian Scuttle with Sonic Cinema. A few weeks ago, I had the chance to interview David Darge and Price James. They are the directors behind the documentary You Cannot Kill David Arquette, which is an excellent documentary. And it is playing at Fantasia Fest, but also going into regular release. And I hope you enjoy that interview. So we'll go ahead and get started. What was it about, uh, what inspired you to uh, tell this story as far as David Arquette's uh, journey towards becoming a wrestler? So, Brian, this is David, the, the co-director. Yes. Um, uh, it's funny, when I first heard the premise for the film, I had no idea that David had been world champion wrestler. And I think a lot of people are going to come into this story and watch this film with that same shock initially. And mm-hmm. for, for Price and I as directors, to have that instant upper hand of intrigue when you hear something that crazy in a story is just a great entry point. Um, and so, yeah, when we first heard, you know, obviously the concept for the film, it was like, yeah, we're on board. It didn't take much convincing. It was just... <laughs> It's right up our alley. I mean, Price and I both were in bands together as kids um, and, you know, you know, best friends as kids. And so we have a deep appreciation for counterculture and, and Americana and kitschiness. And so, it, you know, the opportunity to tell a story that had massive appeal and explore a world that we had some familiarity with and we knew would be crazy was just a dream come true for us. So it was like uh, a, a perfect fit, really. Mm-hmm. When when it came to uh, when it, when it came to uh, access for the film, was there anything that David was uh, not really comfortable with you guys seeing, or was he pretty supportive of uh, basically you guys showing as much as you can? I mean, basically, he was an open book, and he he knew that the success of the film was going to be determined by access and that real, you know, sort of raw, the kind of raw documentary that you don't usually see coming out of Hollywood, especially with like a celebrity Mm -hmm. and, and being extremely honest with his career, his, um, you know, his his health and mental problems. And we knew we had to lean, lean into that as a sort of supporting, you know, beast, you know, the beast story is basically his health. Yeah. Um, as well as his his goal of redemption, which also feeds into you know mental health, because you know it's a no one wants to be hate no one wants to be hated, and yeah. to have a chance to kind of change the the script and to do it you know uh, over a period of time make it and make, and make it a, make a beautiful story that also leans into sort of um, you know action sports movie tropes as well I think was a great kind of combination of uh, of feels. Yeah, that's yeah if anything, he was a little bit too comfortable in front of the camera. I mean, there was moments <laughs> where I was in the shower with him. And, yeah, we saw, uh, his pe- we saw his penis a few too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the access was amazing. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was very kind to let us into his life to that extent. Yeah, and one of the, one of the things I, I appreciated so much about it, other than just being a really insightful documentary about him, uh, like, like you mentioned feeding into the sports movie tropes. I, I felt so much of that watching the movie and I'm, I, I have a particular weakness for sports movies, 
So that part of the the sort of underdog element of it really played played with me, and it it really comes off as it, it's weird because of the fact that I couldn't help but feel like I like I understand that you know what the wrestlers do is very real, but it's also relatively scripted. So I couldn't help but feel like afterwards that it's like how much of the it it's you almost sort of question yourself how much you believe what you're seeing, even though what you're seeing in the punishment they takes is very real. And so the idea that you, you guys played into those tropes, you played into that uh, genre of filmmaking while also making a very insightful personal documentary is really, re really impressive as far as this particular subject matter. Well, that's exciting to hear you say that. Yeah, that's amazing. Dude, Brian, that's great that you say that, man. Because I think we kind of bring those elements together as like as friends and filmmakers. And Dog's like a serious kick-ass documentary maker. He's made, you know, Oscar-nominated short films. And my background is genre, comedy, and, you know, I guess scripted. So even in the even though it was shot observational and mm. first person, the way that, you know, we definitely wanted to handle the footage was to lean into every single trope, every Karate Kid, Rocky. <laughs> Basically, wanted to make a sort of John Alvidson movie, but as a doc. Yeah. Um, and like he's one, of, he's one of my heroes. Same with Dog. And we just we knew that wrestling, like you just mentioned, it's it's a theatrical uh, entertainment, but it it creates real emotion in the viewer. Mm -hmm. And I think I think if we could nod or raise questions about that, you know, obviously it's a, it's a documentary. It's, it was shot as a documentary. It's everything. Everything you see is real. Yeah. But if we could, if we could skin and blur that line where we, in the in the uh, in the the edit, that was going to make a more kind of cult classic, profound you know mm. movie. Yeah, and I think this yeah, is... I'm, I'm hyped you got into that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is really going to play well with audiences, uh, whether whether you're a fan of wrestling or not. I'm not that much into wrestling, but I I found this as an interesting entry point into into that world into both the fandom as well as actually the doing and i i think that's that's one of the things that's most appealing to me about this movie yeah i love that i mean for us i i wasn't a huge wrestling fan i loved the kitschiness of it and the idea of it mm -hmm. um but it sort of drifted away from wrestling obviously later in life and I, it wasn't quite as flamboyant as what we grew up with, with the Hulks and stuff. So to me, it wasn't as interesting in the mainstream. But then once we got into the filmmaking process and started to unpack the independent scene, our eyes were open to this like really incredible world of like amazing characters that are coming together every weekend across America. Mm -hmm. And this sort of beautiful untold story of this like very dynamic theatrical performances happening in the most random places with this beautiful mix of people that wouldn't ordinarily come together to view these things. And so, yeah, it was fun to explore that world and to learn that world and to see David sort of navigate that world. When we started the project, it was like, okay, well, he was the biggest champ of the biggest network. And, but really like the real wrestling fan is an, actually an independent wrestling fan mm -hmm. because they're the heart and soul of America, American wrestling, you know? And so, to win over that fan is was was sort of the ultimate goal of the whole project. Mm -hmm. 
What was the most surprising thing that you uh, take away from this experience? Like that we're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, we, we almost, we almost, you know, the first, we, we met David and then one and a half hours later, we were basically in a bar fight where our cameras got broken oh, uh, because, because I, I was, I kept rolling and then, and then dog basically saved my life. Um, and th these guys are all seven foot tall and I'm a tall guy, but I, I was like, I felt intimidated. So that combined with the sort of Tijuana street wrestling, we're in, we're in the middle of seven lanes of Mexican traffic. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, those kind of moments you really like now looking back on it, we're like, yeah, shit, we were pretty lucky. dude. <laughs> we, we, we scraped through with our lives. Um, but I think for, just for, for, for le as far as learning curve on a move, I, it was just what dog said. I just, I've fallen back in love with wrestling, especially the bar wrestling scene in LA. Cause this is where I'm based now. Um, mm -hmm. And it's super inclusive. It's like, it's all these things you don't associate with wrestling. You associate with wrestling like Midwest, you know, like drunk bros, but actually it's super inclusive. There's like an LGBT scene in, L in LA. It's a, you know, it's a, it's all female wrestling as well. And I think in our kind of, in our culture, the way it's heading, you need those, you need those, you need those reasons to like bring people together. And mm. it really does that. And it's, that was for me the most, most surprising and the most beautiful. Yeah. And, and also just that David accomplished the journey. I mean, when we set out on paper, it sounded like a wonderful idea that he would do this, mm -hmm. but we were looking at a very overweight sort of slob of a David Arquette when he came to us with the concept. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I think we were genuinely and very pleasantly surprised that he was able to get shredded as quickly as he yeah. did yeah. and actually put in the time and the work and take the bumps and the beats and commit his body to doing this whole thing. And like, so we, you know, it was, it was more than we hoped for in the end, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we've got such a beautiful film out of it, but like when you start something like this, you never, you never really know how it's going to turn out. We could have only hoped that it would turn out as good as it did. But so, you know, I think we were generally beautifully surprised that it all came together in the end. Yeah. yeah, and especially from like a sort of the sort of the John Alverson, you know, angle, mm -hmm. the hero has to be the hero has to be triumphant, you know, in this kind of movie. So to, to for it to actually happen yeah. along the way with the pain and the loss of losing his one of his best friends. Mm -hmm. Um and you know, all the sort of health issues and the near death and the death match. I mean, to have all of that thrown in, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect story arc. Yeah. Well, thank you very much today. I, I was really, I'm really glad I got to talk to you and, and good luck with the film as it goes into release. Thanks, man. I appreciate Thanks, it. Brian. Thank you.